everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews Podcast. This is the Brettster speaking. Hey, Brettster, it's the time man here. So now we have another exciting episode. Yep, here we are again, and um, we're continuing on from our uh, righteous kill extravaganza. <laughs> Big success. That's well, what people reading. Well, I'm glad people like it. So I guess, uh, you know, the the poetry boy had his own <laughs> line of poems. Right. And, um, um, we said I think, that yeah, yeah. Yeah, we think of our own poem, right? Right, and, and it probably wouldn't take that long. So um, I believe Al Pacino is here to read his hot new poem that was yes. not featured in the movie Righteous Kill. This is like a nope. bonus feature. The bonus, the bonus poem by Pokey Boy, maybe Al Pacino or Rooster. Hooah, roses are red. You are dead. Violets are blue. I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> there it is the the hot new righteous kill poem by poetry boy <laughs> is it turk is it rooster is it someone else who is knows david just, fisk is it what was the other one? Oh, oh, larry bomb or uh, oh. <laughs> so david no well, it's david fisk right and tom cowan and there's like martin martin bomb right martin bomb and uh um, <laughs> it's van huygens um, oh uh philip van, van lightens van lightens yeah. yeah so it, it could be any of those people that wrote that amazing poem I got to say, when I actually listened back to the Righteous Kill podcast, and when we were talking about Martin Baum, it was really funny. I mean, like, I, I don't know how we can, you know, kind of control our laughter about talking about Martin Baum. <laughs> yeah, that it's well, it's just it writes itself, you know. <laughs> writes itself, right? <sighs> righteous self. So yeah. it's almost they were worse. Gonna, they were going to call it that, but they went with Righteous Kill instead. Um, well, we, we talked about Righteous Kill a lot in the last episode, so we don't need to talk about it even more. Right, that's so. true. I think we, anyone listening to this is probably righteous killed out. So we'll just yeah. move on to the next subject, <laughs> which is a bid for seriousness. And you have yes. one that I have not heard. Yes, my bid for seriousness is Abraham Vagoda. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, Abraham yeah. Vagoda. You know, he wants yeah. to be taken more seriously, and because, I get it. Know, well, he's serious in the Godfather stuff, but he's mostly kind of a goof. You know, he got Keaton's cop. He got the episode I watched of MacGyver. That's why I thought of it, because he was on oh. MacGyver. And and, you know, he was on, yeah, he's on Conan O'Brien a lot, if I remember. Yeah, so. I think he's in the movie Good Burger, which I've never seen. And Fish Basically. and Barney Miller, right? Yeah, Fish. So he's a detective? I've never seen Fish, but I think so. He's like, what, an old detective? Now, he always looks old. He's like Wilford Brimley. Right, he's one of those people who's always been old, even when they were young. Yeah, he just, he just has old face. You know, just like... <laughs> yeah, he does. That Mac- MacGyver episode was like 1991 or something. And then, what? He lived for another three years. How old was he? <laughs> well, I, that's the mystery of Abe Vigoda. Nobody knows. Or Abraham well, Vigoda. Abraham Vigoda. So it's like, <laughs> that's probably his full name on his birth certificate. So he can yeah. maybe make a, um, well, I don't forget his name of the Godfather. You know, do you remember his name? I don't uh, know. No, no. Uh, it's like A.B. Vigoda? I don't know. A.B. <laughs> Vigoda. <it's probably> like <laughs> I don't know. Wait, wasn't there someone... A.B. Stoddard? Was that like well, a... She was uh, a political pundit. Political right? pundit, yeah. And, and she said the thing about Obama, right? Terrorist fits jab? <laughs> right, that. If, which I'm sure you could find on the line on the internet. And then they axed her, I guess. Yeah, and I thought right? she probably didn't write that. I mean, someone probably wrote it for her. It's not A.B. Stoddard's fault. No, no. But she probably read it on the... Uh, the teleprompter. teleprompter right? I was going to say chiropractor was going to read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, wrote, she, she, she was going to read it on the chiropractor. Yeah, and yeah. then she... Uh, <laughs> She read it. It's not her fault, and uh, unless she did write it, which is which is highly unlikely. And then, see, here's the problem. She looked too happy when she said that. Right. So you got to be careful with the teleprompters because you have to look happy. It probably says, "Look happy." 
Right, right. <laughs> like, Three, two, one. Okay, I mean, scrolls. Right. Terrorist so she, you know, she job. wasn't. Just, yeah, yeah. So she, I mean, her whole training was probably be, you know, upbeat, personable, and all that when she was going to broadcasting school. And then she exactly. does it, and then they axed her. It's just not fair. I know. Just let her, let her be. You know, it's like <laughs> let him work, let him live. You know, <laughs> let her a b. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, that's what the Beatles said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, um, I, a pagoda's name in the Godfather was Sal Tessio. I never would have remembered that. So. Yeah. So it's like I think just talking to Marlon Brando, like, oh, hey, oh, it's over here. <laughs> you know, in a pagoda voice, I can't really do it. Yeah. She get off the pagoda train here. So it's like, Unless we do a full episode about Abe Vigoda one day. Huh. Your idea is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we could do Keaton's Cop as a full pod. Oh, yeah, we could do one of those, like a Righteous Kill style, where yeah, we Righteous talk Kill about style. the whole movie of Keaton's Cop. That would be, I think, a lot of fun. I think no one's ever done that. No think. one's ever done that. Completely original content. Well, it's like Star Wars Minute. It's like, okay, so then... Han Solo shoots Greedo. That's the minute. <laughs> yeah, I've known. I've listened these others minute by minute podcasts, which I've never that. listened to. I don't get it. It's like, okay, so what? You have to wait the next week for the next minute? I think we talked about this before. But I mean, you know, so the Star Wars minute, you know, they maybe we combine that with Abe Vigoda. Like maybe Abe Vigoda could play Yoda. <laughs> Vigoda as Yoda? Yeah. Abe, <laughs> sure. Abe Vigoda. The same age. Yeah, at the same age. They're both from Dagobah. They both have a very similar name. You know what? He is from Dagobah. We'll no! <laughs> you know, you're going to get us canceled one of these days. And, uh, I didn't say And I'll that. laugh. <laughs> it's not our fault, you know. Hey, hey, that's not our fault. But, okay, so we should go to our actual subject. All right, so, so we came up with this idea that, you know, we just happened to notice that on the website and just in life, Certain years were really great for movies, especially the type of movies we talk about, like video store movies. Yeah. And at that time, 1988 and, you know, 89 and that, you know, the years kind of before and after that were really great years. So we thought, OK, what if we just focused in on one of those years? So we, we're starting with 1988 and we'll see how yeah, it goes. And if it goes well, we'll do other years. It's a great idea because I think it's like, OK, let's, let's just focus, let's focus on just one year. All the classics that I was looking this up to do the pod. And it's like, wow, it's a lot of great choice. I couldn't even pick them all. Well, but I, and, and I just down to yeah, 12 sorry. plus. Okay, that's good. We could always do 1988 part two. So don't okay. feel like we need to cram them all in. Okay, no, that's what uh, cram. That was a, uh, <laughs> a show. Oh, uh, remember, was it Graham Elwood? Uh, you had to remember everything. Uh, that was it. Like you go do like a math challenge. You have to remember it. I have to cram. It's like you, you study. Yeah, See, and they ask you a bunch of questions about the subject. It's a good idea for a game yeah. show. Oh, and it's a clever, intelligent idea. You know, remember the new Gong Show? Was that something? It's like yes. Oh, okay. no unknown well, okay. comic, no show. I mean, <laughs> what's he look like? I don't know. Well, have we ever seen the Gong Show movie? No, it's wanted to. Have you seen it? No, I I don't know. If, so uh, I don't know how you could see. It. I I don't. No idea. But I'm on know. the case. I'll look. Okay, I'll be on like, the case. Just like uh, that Drew Barrymore thing. Um. I just need to buy No Way Home, or it's called No, oh. no Place Like Home. Wait, No Place? Didn't you buy far that? From home. Far, oh, from, far home. from Home. Far From Home. Wait, what's there, the movie? No Place the to Hide. Oh, No Place to Hide. Um, All right, so our first night, we're going to go, I picked about 12 plus movies, so I'm going to start off with kind of a weird one. Oh, and so before you start, just so people know, we're not talking about 1988, the full year of like everything no. that went to the theater and like 
Children of a Lesser God, just in case you thought we were going <laughs> to no, cover no, we're the, the year. Yeah, plus movies from the website. From, from our website. Yes. Yeah, okay. We, just just so that's extra clear for yeah, people. And that we haven't really talked about because the goal of this whole podcast is to mention every movie we've ever reviewed. Right. So, Which we're com- the next as of this recording, the next uh, review that's going to be posted, which is tomorrow. Or yeah, I'll post it tomorrow. Is our fourteen hundredth review. That's amazing. I so, mean, that's that's a very. Yeah. I I can't believe well, we started the the website in twenty ten. You know, and then we did this pod in 2019, a scant nine years later. And just like, <laughs> now look so, at us. I, right. So just so if, we're, if our goal is to mention every movie, it may take quite some time because, you know, there's 1400 dimension. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. So I'm going to start off with Fair Game from 1988. Um, so it stars Greg Henry and Bill Mosley and Trudy Styler. Right, it's a it's a very weird and interesting yes. movie with an Italian director. Um, yes, Mario Orfini. I so, yeah, that sounds right. That's what and, it says um, on the on the review. So you've uh, seen this? Yes. So I think I might have seen it later, or maybe I was genuine risk. But but go ahead if you remember no, some uh, of the plot. Wow. So is this one of the rare cases where it's a movie I've seen but you haven't? Yeah. Uh, well, you're putting me on the, the spot here. I had no idea you were yeah. going to talk about. I'll just, I'll just read the plot. Back. But well, I, I know it's about a, a woman who's alone in her apartment and there's a snake in the apartment and she kind of yes. has to use her wits to battle the snake. But it, it's a very weird, um, uh, interesting movie. It really should get a Blu-ray release. I, Vinegar would Syndrome think, would be perfect for this. You would think they would have that by now because it's weird enough. And you have like yeah. maybe like fancy cover art of Greg Henry and all that stuff. Right. And like a stylized looking snake from one of their artists. Yeah. So, That'd be uh, great. Yeah, I could totally see it. Um, but if you want to read the plot, yeah, go ahead. I so think we made the, something about uh, Mrs. Sting, right? Well, here it goes. So the tagline says, when playtime turns to pray time. <laughs> Very similar to the uh, silly quote from uh, Donnie Wahlberg and Righteous Kill. <laughs> so <laughs> We have to always was, go back to Righteous Kill. We have to. But maybe I <laughs> listen to back to what Donnie Wahlberg says. So I won't, I won't uh, spoil that. Again. Even though we already did in the already last episode, <laughs> we won't spoil it in this episode. So, is he killing? Is it killing time <sighs> or is he killing time? Okay, fair. You just went and so, did it. Okay. All right. So Gene Campbell, played by Greg Henry, buys a deadly black mamba and traps his former wife Eva in her apartment. So there's a lot of snake vision and odd dialogue, as you mentioned, and it's it, as you said, it's very. I can see it, it's very odd. I haven't watched it yet. You should. But, I mean, don't you, you own should, it? I'll double check that. I thought maybe I was one of your personal. Uh, no, tapes. no. I must not. have it then. Okay, maybe it just sits in the. Maybe I did watch it during a certain time when we were at home. Well, you so, probably remember. I think. It sounds familiar because she's in the apartment like the whole time, right? Pretty much, yeah. I, oh, don't, I think I, I saw yeah. it. Maybe the whole movie like. takes place in the apartment, which I normally I, I don't like, but in this case, the movie's just so weird. It kind of works. It's fine. It's, Sometimes it works on, and usually it doesn't. What's that garbage one you watched? Um, <laughs> Deceit? Be, Was that an apartment? Oh, God. It's not an apartment. It's just, it's like a, um, what do you call it? It's like a warehouse. Oh, okay. So I've never seen it. You said it was the worst thing ever. It is. That is that is genuinely one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So I would not recommend anyone watch it. But it, I believe from what little I remember, I'm trying to forget the movie, is that it takes place in one room. It's a warehouse. It's like one warehouse, and that's it. Hmm. Because I think if you watch those Urban Menace movies like Big Pun and Fat Joe mm-hmm. and stuff, they're in a warehouse. I've seen some of those. 
And yeah, but like, those hey, are big pun and fat Joe. That must count for something. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> barely. Mm-hmm. From what I remember from Urban Menace, it's just like you get, I think, Snoop Dogg. It's like he's like saying some stuff in the beginning, and then there's a bunch of just a lot of big close-ups of big pun and fat Joe. Wow. It's, it's barely an actual movie. It's so. Because well, yeah, I almost want to rewatch it, but why? Oh God, <laughs> I don't have a copy yet. So um, well, okay, so well, I doubt I guess, you're going to go online to buy one. But if you saw one somewhere, I yeah, I'm not doing online prices. So um, I guess yeah, I would rec- I guess you would recommend this movie. I, I, I would. Saw it, it's so hard to remember. If I saw as it. long as people have a understanding of what it is going in, yes, I I would recommend it. Also, it's interesting that Greg Henry. Um, he's in a movie called Fair Game, and he's in a movie called, okay, now I forgot the title, it The is. Patriot. So he's in movies that have other, have other stars in them. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And there's probably yeah. other examples, but yeah, those are good examples, of, and they're both website movies. Yeah, so what we called uh, The Patriot Bar Fight at the Chili Factory. Right? Well, that's what it should have been called, yes. So. <laughs> but I guess that means the title is still available. Someone wants to call their movie Bar Fight at the Chili Factory. I guess it's, it's available. It's not uh, IP or whatever. No. I mean, except <laughs> for the fact that we thought of it, so you have to pay us. But besides yeah, yeah. that. You know. $5. <laughs> no, Jeez, more, don't more. sell yourself short. Okay, fine, fine. Uh, well, what Stephen King you know, does $1, right? Right, right. Like, I guess so we can do that with our titles. Yeah. Of course, if you listen back to all our podcasts, we we have a ton of movie ideas that oh, people yeah. could wonder through if they really wanted to, especially on the No Subject episodes. And we have one, a No Subject coming soon. I won't say any spoilers, though, because there's there's some wacky stuff. So. Well, I'm sure there is. So I'll go to our next movie from 1988, which is The Expendables. So Another movie title that's yeah. another title. So I know you might think that maybe we did that for like Double Trouble, but I don't think we did. So remember that we did the double titles? uh yes yes uh, yeah you're right i don't think we talked about this i think maybe that just got lost in the shuffle of all the double titles so the expendables 1988 directed by sirio santiago mm-hmm. stars nick nicholson and anthony finetti and i guess the, i don't know who says the quote but this guy says i'm a cool dude because nothing rests on me yeah i <laughs> i remember Do you remember that Do you remember now, that now that you say it yes because i remember we made it a quote that we talked about, you know, um, we posted this over 10 years ago. I, um, so do you remember anything about this? I just read the plots, you know, it's a serial nom movie. You know? Yeah. That's what I remember. And they all kind of blend together. Yeah. So captain Rosello played by Anthony Finetti is assigned a ragtag bunch of misfits. And then they become the expendables, the original expendables. And then, uh, they have to capture a VC colonel played by Vic Diaz. And will they survive? Find out today. Um, well, if you like these type of movies, this is, a good, I guess, a decent one to watch. So, Do you think Stallone has seen this movie? Oh, maybe. Like, he probably has an amazing collection of Sergio Santiago movies. You know, he's connected <laughs> to Roger Corman, right, because of Death Race. Well, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a connection. You know, it might be a little tenuous uh, these days, but sure. Yeah, it's going to borrow the title of uh, Roger Quinn. It's like, are the Expendables? Yeah, the Expendables. It's like, we're Expendable. It's like, it's like, so, <laughs> but I haven't watched The Family Stallone yet. But I keep seeing ads. Well, it's like, I, I don't, I'm not going to watch it, but they're trying to trick me because, you know, they got Dolph Lundgren, they got Al Pacino, 
they got all my impressions in there. So it's like sort of that's true. They must have you in mind. All the people that you always do these impressions. What's what's next? Owen Wilson's going to show up. Wow. It's like. <laughs> well, I'm sure that's that, what you'd say. If, I was talking <laughs> to Con Sarah on the one of the podcasts that we do about the like, Bruce Willis movies. And I was talking about the actor strike. Mm. So it's like, wait, that's my, that's a, a goldmine for my impressions. So like, if let's say Donald Trump was on strike, he's like, baby, we're doing that strike. We're staying after. Okay, as no too. Okay. So it's like. <laughs> And other, <laughs> uh, Logan, I am striking for SAG-AFTRA. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess if people want to hear more of that, they can go over to Connoisseur's podcast. Yeah, yeah, I did some of that bit before, but I mean, I was just thinking about because I think some other impressions I try to slot in. But just, <laughs> well, okay, so the Expendables, nineteen eighty eight. I guess I would recommend. You know, it's kind of it's still kind of mediocre a little bit. What, would you agree? Yes. So. I think we no, we also reviewed Ida Eagle 3 around the same time frame. Well, no wonder all these things blend together. And oh Nom, uh, Nom Angels, is that another one? Oh, Nom Angels, that was a good one, right? That's kind of like our idea, which I, maybe I shouldn't say because it'll take our ideas again. It's like Barbara Chili Factory. I think you remember what I'm talking about, right? I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's up to you if you want to say it. Nah, but, it's okay. I won't say it. All right, moving on. I okay, guess. so our next 1988 movie is Cobra Force. So... Uh, <laughs> do you remember this one? What's the plot? Okay, so the plot says, uh, in Africa, an evil group of commies wants to, and we quote, force Gamba to break international relations with Anzala. <laughs> we don't really know what that means. But from what we can tell, Gamba and Anzala are two fictional African nations. When the dastardly comrade colonel, or Cornell, Dispatches the two best, or say worst commies. <laughs> Comrade Colonel is Comrade. I, yeah, <laughs> I like that name. Yeah, it's like I mean, Commander I, Commander. It's like Commander Sergeant. Well, that's what we had the idea. Uh, Detective President Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he has the stupid badge on. See, yeah, um, yeah, or it's like you know someone who has a lot of titles, like uh, John Kruger from Eraser. I was just yeah. looking up Eraser the other day because do you actually mean one of these straight to video sequels again with Eraser? called eraser reborn uh-huh i guess i might check it out i don't know <laughs> so uh then there's a the hero is named captain holmes played by a guy named ross calder and he has to figure out all these commies and who has to who's getting stolen and all that stuff it doesn't uh. really make much sense but we said it has a third world charm okay it's one of so, these south africa things is that what yeah is? we said it's almost godfrey ho-esque because um, it's choppy really and uh, we don't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> we said that, yeah, you have a good memory. Because we said it looks like Vince Offer got a hold of the film and went hog wild with his slap chop, or, po- <laughs> or possibly his Grady. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's hey, funny. that speaks for itself. Is that still around to buy a Grady? You know, it's like um, check eBay. All right, I was like, well, I was trying to get Trumpy Bear, but it was very difficult. Really? No Trumpy Bear? I thought that well, was it's plentiful. It's around, but it's expensive, and there's no make How offers. Much? How much? It's like 100 No. Yeah, yeah. For, for Trumpy Bear? Yeah. Get your own Trumpy Bear. <laughs> Gotta get the Trumpy Bear. And totally... <laughs> I guess they didn't and make I... as many Trumpy Bears as we might have thought. Maybe it was just a limited line of Trumpy Bears. Believe me, I have all the Trumpy Bears. I put mine on eBay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I need a few extra bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Might need something. I won't say why. 
well, I, you know, I, I'm always surprised. You know, I would have thought, you you know, the Trumpy bears would be plentiful in this country, but you it must be because so. of the supply chain, you know. Yeah, supply chain, all the Trumpy bears are on some sort of ship in Angola or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Like, or wherever this place <laughs> Yeah, made in China. Um, <laughs> made in China. Trumpy I mean, they're not made in, China. made in China. Yeah, okay, you want to do it? Go ahead. Well, no, that's all I got. Not made in China. Made in America. Okay. Trumpy bear. Get one today. And so uh, I don't know what to say about this movie. Um, if we're, talking, we're done. We, we don't have to talk done. about this anymore. Okay. <laughs> Cobra know. Force? Who wants to talk about Cobra Force? If anyone else, uh, if there's a podcast where someone else is talking about Cobra Force. Please let us know. We have to be the only one. Yeah. Who, it, no one knows about this piece of crud. Actually, the cover's pretty cool. There's actually there's a snake, kind of like yeah. their game, on the cover. It's like maybe shooting a bullet or as a diamond. I don't know. It's very hard to. Well, that's how they get you, and then it turns out to be like you know, more sloggy. Well, we said it was amateurish, but we said give it a chance. Oh, okay. I must be confusing it with something else. Are you thinking of the other African slog? Where they're just walking through a field for like two hours? Yeah, I thought that was Cobra Force actually. Well, was that Vengeance Cops? It might have been. Something like that. For a while, we went on this run. I think of inadvertently finding these South African movies that. I don't know. They just don't have it, really. Yeah, I know. That's that's the. They just don't have the production value. But okay, we we'll go to our next. I'm movie. sorry if you're South African. This is nothing against you. It just you no. know, just got to make better movies back in the 80s. Exactly. Uh, so all right, next. We're going to our next 1988 movie, which is Body Beat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dance Academy. Yes. Julie I own this, I believe. Yes. Yes. We. So do you remember? Um, well, I remember. It's like a typical 80s dance movie that that has you know a lot of 80s charm to it and, yeah miss um, mckenzie played by julie newmar and, and her sniveling psychic percival percy granville we don't have a name for the actor they run an upper crust dance and music conservatory when badass rebellious dance dance instructor david moon bronson played by tony fields and invades their precious sanctuary with his roadways mckenzie and percy try a number of un- underhanded means to force him to leave the academy and then there's also a, another dance named Jana, or Jana, mm-hmm. uh, played by Gay, Galen Gorg. Interesting name. <laughs> and they fall in love. So it's very, like, dirty dancing. Uh, or, you know, break-in or something like that. Dance or die, body rock. Right, right. It's, it, it's in all in the vein of all those movies. And um, um, I remember enjoying it. I do like yeah, movies like that. Anything that has that 80s, 80s-ness to it, you know, I, I do like don't, make these type of things anymore which is kind of the the uh point of this podcast today it's like these don't make these kind of fun 80s movies or songs or just anything right and i think that's why there's a lot of 80s nostalgia because i think people are realizing hey they just don't make things like this anymore so we have to hang on to the body beats of the world because you know exactly that's it's so important just to hang on because it's it's available body beat and you know not, I'm sure about Cobra Force, but Body Beat is available on VHS. And, you know, the box is flashier than flash dance, sexier than dirty dancing, and more fun than fame, which is true, probably. <laughs> never seen fame. I've never seen any of those, actually. Oh, well, flash dance is worth watching. Dirty dancing. I, I, out of all those, I, I actually do want to see flash dance. I don't really care about the others, but. Well, it's, flash, it's kind of gritty. I think it's Ray R, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and and I really, I really like Adrian Lin. I think he's an underrated yeah. director, and I, I'm interested in in a mov- any think, Adrian Lin movie I, I haven't seen. I think he had a, he made a new movie a couple years ago. Uh, it's called Deep Water. It has Ben Affleck. 
Oh. It might be just on uh, Hulu, the Hulu exclusive movie. I think it's supposed to go to the theater and uh, didn't make it. <sighs> oh, boy. So it's kind of so, like a boss level. Like, it's, Yeah, I think it, it might have. I guess didn't make it. Do you know what it's about? Is it? Is it like, it's, it's not like a shark a, movie, is it? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like a a drama, kind of like an erotic drama, kind of like oh. Unfaithful, maybe. Oh, well, that is what he does. I mean, yeah, you know, I liked Unfaithful. Yeah, it's good. Uh, good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie to watch in the morning or if you're bored because it keeps your attention. <laughs> not that it's a bad movie, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I do because it does have a certain kind of blandness to it. But yeah, you know. still, but it keeps you. It keeps you watching for the most part. Yeah, I think a lot of that is in part to Diane Lane because you want to right. kind of see more of her and you want to see what she's up to. Because, you know, when, you know, Olivier Martinez, he was yes. popular for a little while. Yeah. And like, he had that and he had um, Angel of Death, which, why am I even mentioning that? But Taking Lives, uh, he was right. in that, right? Right. He I'm going to rewatch that soon. It was like a hunk of the moment, I suppose. Right. Uh, yeah, so Body Beat, check it out today. Um, but yeah, uh, I just want to say, oh, he said it's very dance or die because there's a guy named Roy Kiefer in that movie. Oh, oh well, yeah, of course uh, there is. Let's see. So, and a male dancer wears a wrestling singlet so skimpy, we we call it a halflet. Hmm. It's almost like so, a shirtless shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me sing it. You got a shirtless shirt, but it's like our <laughs> heartless heart. <laughs> oh boy. Classic talking. Get ready. There's going to be some more singing coming soon. I, um, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it let's see so i guess there's a sequel called city rhythms oh Have you seen that? no i've never heard of it and i also, now i want to see it also known as dance to win dance oh. to win <laughs> do you die is yeah, that so, is that like an actual movie that's available or is it one i'm gonna have to look that, into it now you know, I, so I, if, you, if you learn anything about that let me know because what, what did say the other movie was i was gonna look into uh, great, I forgot. Oh, the Adrian Lynn. It wasn't the Adrian Lynn. No, movie. no, the one uh, I, I I'll look into it. Uh, not great, I forgot. Because we do. Well, luckily, we're recording this, and you can go yeah. back. <laughs> so okay, we'll go to our next 1988 movie, which is Saigon Commandos. Okay. Yes. So these were old. One like, we watched these a long time ago. Well, that's what's interesting. We haven't watched a lot of newer watches from 1988 from our site, so I had to kind of go back a bit. Okay, so I, you don't need to vamp anymore. Okay. So this one stars. <laughs> we Richard. never needed to vamp. I was going to ask you to vamp for a second because I was trying to get oh. the, the thing up. Oh, is this the one with the repeated footage? Or no, that's no, American that, Commandos. That's American Commandos. This is yeah. Saigon Commandos. Right. And it stars Richard Young and PJ Souls and Junie Gamboya, Willie Williams, and Joe Marie Avilana. So it's another. Yeah, all the time oh, wow. because we watch all these Philippine movies that were shot right in that time period. So. Well, kind of yeah, all makes sense. We posted this over 10 years ago, or just about 10 years ago, March 25th, 2013. Oh, my goodness. So a murderer known as the Hollow Point Killer is running around the streets of Saigon in 1970. Mark Stryker, played by, awesome name, played by Richard Young, is a member of the 716th MP Battalion, and he and his fellow MPs are tasked with stopping the senseless killings. And... PJ Souls plays a reporter named Gene Lasseter. And there's also a group called the Association for F- oh, Good Government. <laughs> I almost read that wrong as Food Government. Um, so <laughs> and also there's an evil drug lord gangster named Kwai. So there's a lot going on. But see, the problem is there's too much going on, so you don't really get kind of into it. It's too messy, if well, you remember. Um, not exactly, no. But, uh, you know, uh, kind of. 
what's uh, what's it? This is like a Saigon slog. That's kind of what we call it, because it, it's like five plots that I kind of mentioned. But it's nice to see these kind of people like PJ Souls. Yeah. Know, like, so I'm trying to think. Well, she was in Rock and Roll High School, right? And then yes, Innocent Prey, Halloween. Innocent Prey. I was just looking yeah. into that. Uh, yeah. you see, how is that? I I remember liking it. You know, it's I mean it's not perfect, but you know it's like Australian and you know I think it's kind of slasher esque, if not at That's all. That's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we said that the the box art's better than the movie, which is unfortunate. That's true. It, yeah, well, it's pretty cool. But we do get some cool box art. It's it's pretty slick. You know, it's a media VHS, so it looks cool. I think this was a tape purge movie. Oh. Uh, I don't think I would get rid of it today. Um, let's see. So there's also a band in the movie called the Eurasia Band. Eurasia, and then also the covers of House of the Rising Sun and Midnight Special. So <laughs> it's not some sort of band with like members from Europe and Asia. No, <laughs> that'd be cool though. So it'd be like uh, <laughs> you know, on the loose uh, in the heat of the moment, right? So, <laughs> yeah, but on... they'd have to mash them together like. <laughs> loose moment or yeah something. loose moment so it's like in the heat of the on the loose <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that so that'd be interesting that they should they should do those kind of like smush uh bands so it'd be like you know doc and rat you know it's like well wouldn't rat poison well be rat better? poison be better yeah rat poison it's right there you know didn't they didn't they tour together they i they, I'm sure they did. They should have called it the Rat Poison Tour. And, you know, there's a lot of bands named after places like Boston, Alabama. Yeah, Boston, know. Alabama tour. <laughs> well, we're a rock and roll band, Brett, so we can go to our oh uh, next. Well, we see since there's a lot of political scenes, people have homemade banners to say our country is a sewer. <laughs> huh. Oh, that's that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, I guess it's not really a recommended movie, but it has cool box art. So I guess we'll go to our next movie. This is a different one. It's Dead Man Walking from 1988. With Wingshauser. Wingshauser, yeah. So what is the plot of this one again? Okay. In the far distant future of 1997, the world is a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Many survivors have a deadly plague. And their quarantine area is known as the Plague Zone. And Brian James plays the villain named Decker. And also he has... uh, he kidnaps the daughter of a wealthy businessman. And also Jeffrey Combs is hanging around. And But there's a mercenary task to get. Decker. Luger. Wait, so it's Luger versus Decker. Yeah, Luger versus Decker, yeah. <laughs> so, and also, uh, oh, oh, Jeffrey Combs plays a guy, a chauffeur named Chaz. He's kind of a uh, nerd. Here's the thing. I don't remember anything about this movie. Um, <laughs> well, that's honest. I don't remember much <laughs> myself, except for that it's kind of post-apocalyptic and somewhat dark. Like, it's not very fun. Um, maybe a bit dour. Well, yeah, because it's, it's directed by Gregory Dark. Oh, um, ah, interesting. Well, I didn't When I said it was dark, yeah, I totally yeah, forgot about that. that. I think it's Street Asylum. That's a better movie. Right. I mean, that has its dark yeah. moments as well, but I feel like that one's a little more, I don't know, G. Gordon Liddy-tastic. Yeah. <laughs> which is a word that I just made. Yeah. Up. It's a real word in the dictionary. The G. Well, Gordon it will Liddy. be. Yeah, G. Gordon Liddy Dictionary. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good movie, Street Asylum from 1990. 
Um, <laughs> I, I clicked the link. This cop isn't losing his mind. It's being taken from him. <laughs> so, well, we should do a Wings cast. Or we already did that. We, we did On the Wings of Love with Connoisseur, but we could do our we, own Wings. We do our own Wings. Yeah, we yeah. should. Because we, we love Wings, too. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Sure I, I don't know who I'm fighting with, but you're yeah. fighting. You're fighting wings. Yeah. So, wait, Red Bull gives you wings. That was popular. Um, it was like some stupid, like cruddy animation. And these guys with the Red Bull. It's like it looks like he's like in heaven or something. You're dead. So he dies because like, the Red Bull gives Red you a heart attack. <laughs> well, I mean, don't energy drinks kind of uh, what's the word? They kind of melt your insides. I mean, yeah, they're not. They're not. It's full of poisons. Like, but they actually, like, you know, eat away at your intestinal lining. Oh, yeah. You can't be drinking these things. You know, eight-hour energy, no. I mean, you drink enough of those, then, then then basically your guts melt. And, yeah, um, that's, a, that's like a, a scene you'd see in Dead Man Walking. Or Street Asylum. Yeah. What's, I guess I don't talk much about this. Did we like the movie? We gave it two stars. Um, there's no verve or energy. Is that what you said before? So Sounds right to me. Yeah. It's, it's a good idea. Um, we said that. Yeah, we, yeah. Go ahead, please. No, I was just getting maybe. Obviously, Gregory Dark's forte, in my opinion, is his erotic thrillers. Yes. You know, I don't watch his pornography, but I, I mean, imagine he's quite good at that. But I, I, he really, really is good at making those erotic thrillers. The ones he did in the '90s are some of the best. So it's he's like should, him and Jack Mundra, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he should stick with that. I mean, because when he, I mean, I don't know. I, it's not that Street Asylum was bad, but his forte really is the erotic thrillers, I think. Well, that's true. But at least because Street Asylum has G. Gordon Liddy, and that helps the whole movie. A lot. Like, like, well, that's look, why they put him front and center on the on the box, because they know, hey, you know, we got the Lidster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a good actor. Well, he, he's all over 18 Wheels of Justice in the first season. Calder. <laughs> all right, so we, we also said um, that clearly Tim Robbins is either a thief or just ignorant, as evidenced by his 1995 movie of the same name. And <laughs> mm. <laughs> what more need we say? So, <laughs> I never, I don't think I ever saw the other Dead Man Walking. Neither have I. One. Eh, I've seen it. You know, I watched Last Dance. That's one of those other death penalty. And movies. Didn't they come out in the same year? I think it did. We love, we love these double movies like that. So, yeah, we've talked about this before. Dante Peak. Yeah, yeah. Now Last uh, Dance and Dead Man Walking. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, my personal favorite, um, Without Limits and Prefontaine. <laughs> The same movie. It's the same movie. We went our whole lives with no movies about Steve Prefontaine, and then we got Who, and then we never got any more. It's like that was the year of Steve Prefontaine. God knows why. We loved it. Maybe because his name is kind of interesting. Prefontaine. Yeah, it's like he's before the Fontaine. (laughs) Yeah, he's not post-Fontaine. Yeah. He's pre-Fontaine. Which could be the sequel. (laughs) Post-Fontaine? Yeah. (laughs) I like that we're making Steve uh, Prefontaine jokes. Yeah, well, it's more original content for your viewers. (laughs) It's all it's all on top of our heads, by the way. Yeah, people. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if anyone would think this is written out and somehow, but it's not. This is all off the top of our heads, except for the okay. list you have. Yes. So we're gonna go to a similar movie, just like Saigon Commandos from 1988. I wonder if you can guess what it is. It, Does it have Red Commandos? Brown. Oh, Red Brown. Oh, um. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> Chuck Connors. No, it is Mercenary Fighters. Oh, oh. So it stars Red Brown, Peter Fonda, James or Jim Mitchum, Ron O'Neill, and Robert Duquee. Is that how you say? Oh anything? yeah, Duquee. I don't know. Duquee. Never heard I, said it out loud. No, no one ever says it out loud. We're the only people, once again, that would uh, mention that man's name. I guess. Well, it's very um, similar to Cobra Force. You know, it's some tribesmen in an African village staged an insurrection. The president of Africa. 
calls in some foreign white devils to uh-huh. quell the rebellion, presumably to distance himself from all the local killing and destructions. Vietnam vets T.J. Christian, Red Brown, and Cliff Taylor, Ron O'Neill, along with uh, Varelli. He's the com- and they're under the command of Varelli, played by Peter Fonda. Well, there's always a become- Varelli. <laughs> it sounds like a gangster name. It's like Joe Varelli or uh, well, Joe- Abe, Abe Vigoda might play him. <laughs> Joe Profaci, or, or I think it, that's a real guy, right? Uh, the Veloci yes. papers. The Veloci papers. That is Bronson. Have you seen that? Uh, trying to remember. If I have, it was a long time ago. I, I'm trying to find some sort of version. They said it's rated R. Then I looked up the blue. It said PG. But I can't find any, you know, information if it was edited or just got PG <laughs> for now. But see, and the I, thing is, back in the old days, PG movies were kind of tough too because like there was no pg-13 something was either rated g pg or r so a lot of a hard pg yeah a hard pg is like back then it's like actually kind of close to an r i want to see the movie here it's pretty good so yeah well i know it's a famous book um and joe valachi it's like (laughs) pretty much yeah because you wait you uh you got you recently got a bronson right um, I got Breakheart Pass on. Do you Blu-ray. watch it? Or I did. Oh, no, I've it? seen it. I've seen it before. I just I yeah, watched I the extra. I listened to the commentary. Oh, Good movie. Yeah, I mean, I I like Breakheart Pass. But have you ever seen um the White Buffalo? No, I've never seen that one. Because now I want to see it because they mentioned it and they they said it's weird, and okay. it has Bronson. Now this is on a Blu-ray. Or it's on DVD? Blu-ray. I could buy okay. it anytime. I just was curious if you had seen it. No, I've not. So we said this is not very good. You know, you got your red brown yelling. You're ah, oh. you mm-hmm. know, we call it a rebel yell. Yes. <laughs> <It's> like, uh, <laughs> and then uh, Peter Fonda has silly hair, but it's not front. He's because he's wearing kind of a hat in the cover, but he has like straggly locks. He has is more act like a hippie. Uh, and then um, the 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 end credits misspell Ron O'Neill's name, so it's, it's not O apostrophe. N E A L. It's O apostrophe N E I L. Right, which is wrong, right? It's wrong, man. So, and of course, Jim Mitchum wears a Hawaiian shirt as he always does. So, so it's not a total loss. No, it's just a movie on a screen. Right, it's not, not bad. It's not great. It's just somewhere in the middle. Yeah, that's true. So now we're gonna go to an interesting one, which it will take one moment to get to. It is Ninja Force of Assassins. Is that a Godfrey so, Ho? Yes, it is. So it's 1988. So, so it stars Jim Davis, not maybe the cartoonist from Garfield, <laughs> which would explain the Garfield phone, maybe. Hey, that's a great point. Maybe he's a real a secret actor in these Godfrey Home movies, like Richard Harrison. Right. So, though, as a joke, we said Ninja Force of Assassins is roughly the 312th movie that Godfrey Home directed in 1988. Yeah, I had to we, we could we could do a whole episode on just Godfrey Home's 1988 output. That could be something. I think we were talking about doing Godfrey Ho Ho Ho. Yeah, but we have to watch all those. I, no one can well, watch, I can't watch all. those. I can't even watch them. Well, you, what about the ones you haven't seen yet? That... Oh, 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 I think just ones from the site. Um, they all have similar plots. I think that's the issue, right? It's like, well, we, yeah, we can't review them off of the website because they're incomprehensible. Yeah, it's like, I don't know what's going on. So it does a good exa- that's a good segue into what the plot is. So um, let's see here. Apparently, this time around, uh, there's a gangster named Boss Cole who is rivals of a white ninja, and then there's, there's an Interpol agent hanging around who may be a ninja, and then there's something called a Ghost Shadow Squad. 
Um, hopefully, I made some sort of sense. <laughs> so, but it has some classic home moments. You know, you got the wacky final field fight. You get the, mm. the stop on a dime ending. Mm. Uh, and these are cues that might sound like New York groove. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, Godfrey Home movies usually have something to hang on to, like something. Like, they're that's not like, usually yeah. nothing. There's usually a couple elements, at least, that, you know, where you can recognize them <laughs> and you, you, can, you like them. It keeps them. you watching because it's like, okay, we know this is kind of crud, right? Or not crud, but you know what I mean? It's like silly, ridiculous. It's like, okay, I'll keep watching. And then something ridiculous happens to these ninjas and they like flip around or they disappear. Or, or they go know, underground. Like, yeah, they have uh, guard like bones. Yeah. You know, wait, so they yeah. went underground. Or like, oh, I I know the security killers went underground. I'm pretty sure there's at least one Godfrey where there's an underground ninja. Okay. Also, there's a guy who looks like uh, a rat-like version of Kevin McDonald of Kids in the Hall. Right. Okay. Yes, I actually so, remember that now that you say it. So Kids in the Hall. I did you do you see Brain Candy or I have like, seen Brain Candy. I did you I've like seen, Brain Candy. I, well, see see in the nineties. Right. I did kind of get swept up in Kids in the Hall mania. Like, I really liked Kids in the Hall. I went to go see them live. Oh, um, what was that like? It was, I remember thinking it was funny. Like, I, you know, it was on Comedy Central all the time. I think I've seen every yes. episode. Um, I got really into Kids in the Hall for a while. And um, uh, and it kind of oh, culminated right. when I saw them live. And after that, I kind of trailed off. I mean, I still like them. I just don't really watch it anymore. Well, see. I, were there new episodes recently, or is that new? Oh, those are somewhat new Bob and uh, Mr. Shows. Yeah, I think Netflix. you're thinking of Mr. Show. I, oh, okay. they, there could be new Kids in the Hall stuff. I really don't know. I don't follow them in, 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 anymore. Did you want these new Mr. Shows? I did. Not, did you like them? Um, it's, you know, sketch is very, very subjective. You know? I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess my thought was they. I was surprised how they kind of kept up a similar tone to the old <laughs> shows, but you know, so it's. The continuation in that sense was pretty good, but then I don't know. I, I it's hard to beat the magic of the original. You can't. It's I know they're trying to like kind of bring it back. Well, that was a while ago now, but I mean, and, you it's know, hard it, to bring it, stuff like that back. Yeah, it is. It's and not you know, it's like any sketch thing. Like some things hit, a lot didn't. But I don't know. I didn't hate it, but it's just I don't know. It's hard to. Why well, it. here it's hard to sketch. It's like how do you end the sketch? You know, well, ending like, the sketch I think is one of the toughest things. Yeah. It's very difficult. I remember we used to like do these kind of skits when I was in I did theater class. Like I know you know not the end it just kinda of ends, but you mean like it seems hard to end. Like when Well, that end? never bothered Godfrey Ho. <laughs> he it stopped by dime endings. Uh, I mean but speak? the thing about Mr. Show though is they ended some of their sketches really, really well. Like they had like a really cool ending to them. Which I don't want to give away in case. No, I shouldn't watch it. these. I mean like I always think that David Cross is really jealous of Odenkirk now. Oh, I think so. Oh, my God. He's by seething of anger. Yeah, because, you know, Odenkirk's career took off big time. And, yeah, huge. you know, that, he, he was in Nobody and, you know, yeah, David Cross is stuck with the chipmunks. and. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, because I think we liked David Cross more back in the day and he was doing stuff. And then Odenkirk just blew up with Better Call Saul and, you know, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah. And then Nobody. And it's like... Plus, he's kind of an interesting voice to listen to, I think, Bob Odenkirk. Something about but, his voice is kind of, I don't know, it's interesting, like a soothing kind of voice in a way. Well, I mean, Bob Odenkirk is a real talent. I mean, yeah. and, you know, it's just... Well, we thought of this idea of nobody. Like, yeah. <laughs> See, someone's listening to the podcast. <laughs> because we thought of this idea three years ago, whoever it was, that Bob Odenkirk should be an action movie. And, like, and then they actually and they made it. it. Yeah, so yeah. someone... 
maybe Bob uh, uh, listened to this. <laughs> Bob, well, Bob if Bob you're did. listening, you know. Uh, See, people call him Bob Odenkirk. They don't call him Robert Odenkirk. <laughs> no, like, no. <laughs> and then call Robert also, Nero, Bob. Yeah. Well, I think there's also Bill Odenkirk from that mistake. Oh, I didn't know there was a Bill Odenkirk. Yeah, I think he's like a writer for The Simpsons. But... I might have seen that name in the credits. Yeah. Oh, so... Maybe Futurama also. Because here's something I better call Saul. Now, I jump ship. I, you know, and our friend, our friend of the podcast, Ian, he says I should go back into it. It's like, maybe I should. I've never you seen know, it, so I, I really don't I know. I think it's, it, you know, the first season's really wonky. Cause like, okay, is this going to be like Breaking Bad? Oh, it's not. Eh. But I think, you, I think you're supposed to stick with it. <laughs> so maybe I will. Okay. So, so that'll be one of my goals. Right, okay. So uh, Ninja Force of Assassins. Check it out today. <laughs> Next. Uh, next. <laughs> Okay, we got a classic coming right up. Just like Bruce Willis. Here we go. So uh-huh. it's Iron Thunder. Um, Another movie that where there's two, two titles. titles again. So also known as Contemporary Gladiator, Anthony Amp Elmore. And yeah, George this is Anthony Young. Amp Elmore. The good, and in other words, this is the good Iron Thunder. Exactly. <laughs> so Iron Thunder tells the tale of Anthony Amp Elmore's journey from a wide-eyed Shotokan karate student and his sensei. And then he becomes uh, a big-time kickboxer and his buddy, Kingfish, played by George M. Young, who steals the movie, by the way. It's like he's like a Don King manager. Yes, I definitely remember that. Yeah. And then... Um, hmm. Well, this is our most well, recently seen movie out of like, all the movies we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, we posted this last year, around September of last year. So, yeah, that's new. It's, uh, Which means we saw it about a year before that, but that's still. That's true. <laughs> So it only runs 67 minutes. So it's like it's fast paced. You kind of care about Amp Elmore and, of course, Kingfish because Kingfish has, has all the crazy best lines. And then, um, but it doesn't really make really much sense after that. So we Yeah, but we it doesn't have to. You know? No. It, it's like it's it's a labor of love. Like this is kind of like a love letter from the makers. It's like it's, it's like a locally made movie that is very easy to like because they're just. They're trying their best. You know, it's like a razor sharp or the skate yeah. kid or something like that. And it, I was hoping the instructor would yeah. be like this. And it well, was, yeah. it was not as good. It's another so, homemade labor of love movie, but yeah. it's just not as good. Yeah. This one is way better than the instructor. Oh, so, I, I agree. No, it says this has I mean, characters, has memorable characters. Like that's Kingfish. true. Kingfish the instructor. I don't remember anyone from I the instructor. I don't know. I, there's a good the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't remember what happened. I think mean, some, there should have been like a like a kind of like undefeatable. There's like an evil kickboxer guy, which I thought the plot was gonna be. All right, so um, it has a lot of heart, and we gotta love Amp's afro. And uh, we said that uh, it says in the credits coming soon, Iron Thunder two. Well, they were uh, ambitious, you know. You got to give them that. It would be great. We'll see if they actually made that. They never make these sequels. You really want? They always make these, you know, sequels of all these superhero movies nowadays. Or, or Vin Diesel movies. Yeah. Like, like, how about something... Well, see, that's what we're talking about 1988. These are all original ideas from these people of labors of love. Yeah, it's true. And I I think people want to see that. I don't think they always want to see, you know, some cranked out, you know, superhero or Vin Diesel movie. I think they, I think people want to see this sort I of material. People want, I, people want this stuff. I think even today, in 2023, I think people want original material... And not just recycled superhero movies and stuff like that. 
but I guess well now we're not getting anything because he's got you know these uh, goofy strikes. So it's like, um, yeah, I definitely recommend this one. I think we watched it on YouTube. So we did. I thought you bought this movie. Oh, no. I wish I did. I don't have a copy. We had to watch it on YouTube. Oh. Um, was no, I don't think I have a copy on VHS. All right, so our next movie is ah here's a I have three classic three more to go Rambo three oh <laughs> so you go from Iron Thunder to Rambo three kind of go from the lowest budget you would think <laughs> of to the highest I mean well the highest at the time I think it cost like sixty million dollars it says online yeah, it's just cost six million dollars <laughs> right like, Iron Thunder probably cost about sixty dollars yeah <laughs> um, but this one's still pretty good you know. John Rambo just wants to be left alone. He worked in a monastery in Thailand. And then uh, his old buddy, Troutman, gets kidnapped. And uh, now he has to go on his classic Rambo rampage. It's <laughs> it's fun. I mean, you can't... And there's also an evil Russian, Colonel Zeissen, played by Mark DeJong. You, you remember this character? Um, Vaguely. I mean, you know, I remember being highly entertained by the movie. I mean... It's, it's it's a just, lot of fun. It delivers the good. See, that's what Stallone always does. Even for 30, 40 years now, he just delivers what you want, which is you want Rambo just killing everyone at the end. You got it. <laughs> right. With like, like <laughs> blow ups and shootings and, yeah. you know, amazing blow ups. It was a great production quality because like you got some great explosions. You got that great bit, which, you know, the Russians are like, you're violating our Russian airspace <laughs> or whatever. And then Sloan says, you know, Awesome. And then throws a grenade <laughs> and starts blowing everything up. It's amazing. That's now that when I watched that a few years ago again, like that, I was cheering. It, it's a crowd pleaser, right? And I think that's why that movie was so successful. Like it was one of the most successful movies, like at the box office, I think, for a long time. Because um, you watch it, like this is fun. It's like we don't get that. Well, that's why someone's still trying to hang on with these kind of movies, with the Expendables. I know Expendables Four is coming out soon. Um, well, we'll be there. Oh, yeah, we'll watch it. If it has an R rating, it says so. And it's not a fake R. It doesn't look like it. Because that's a Sloan beginning. Okay. Well, he probably got a lot of blowback for EX3, which did yeah. not have an R rating. And people, you know, people probably dragged him they, for that, as they say. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, he, like you said, he wants to deliver the goods to his fans, and he knows that there has to be an R. No, I hear he's not in it that much. That's the rule. Well, I mean, Barney Ross, he doesn't need to be in that much. In it that much, no. he's sort of like the ringleader. He can kind of sit back, you know. I think that's what he's doing. It's like he wears his classic beret and he has his goatee and he's just sitting back. Maybe I'm assuming he shoots some people, you know. I hope. So yeah, so you can't ever, ever go wrong with Rambo three. No, or any of the Rambos. No, they're all good. Even First Blood. You know, they're all good. Every single Rambo movie. <laughs> Even good. First Blood. That's the one most people think is like <laughs> the best. But yeah. I think the second and third one are my favorites. Well, I like Last Blood. See, that's a brilliant title. You know, yeah, you got Last First Blood. Blood and you got Last Blood. It's great. As long as he doesn't screw it up by doing another one. You know. I, you know, here's the thing. I mean, he could make another one because this last one was pretty entertaining. But he, he's done. He's done. But the bookends of first and last are too good. Like you can't yeah. screw that up. No, I hope. And he's not going to. And even the fourth one, you know, people don't like the fourth one that much. Some, you know, it's like too violent. Blah. It's like um, no. 
obviously they don't know their fan base because people like us want to. What, what, what do you want to see him? Uh, you know, putting a daisy in someone's gun. I mean, that, yeah, <laughs> a Rambo movie is too that. violent. That's their complaint. <laughs> so I remember because, you know, when, in the fourth one, uh, you know, he ripped that guy's throat out. <laughs> OK, that that's amazing. And what's great about it, because it's like a real throat rip, you know, it's like he's like pulling and all that stuff. It's like he's just going for it. All right, so we have a few more movies to talk about. Oh, okay, here's a we have two running on two classics, uh, which is Case Closed. Oh, Case Closed. Okay, now we're talking. Yeah. Someone's someone's saving the best for last. I'm saving the saving the the best three or best four for last. Iron Thunder. Then we get this three and a half stars. You know, it stars Byron Allen, <laughs> Charles Durning, uh, David Brockman, Byron Allen. It's a cop of a devil may care attitude to life. He may be happy-go-lucky, but don't cross him. He always gets his man. So he, this fresh face is about the partner of an old salt, retired officer Les Grabowski, Charles Durning. He's a classic overweight cop. He's like, he smokes too much, eats too much. And then uh, when a diamond goes missing, they're, uh, they're on the case. And also people who have the diamond end up dead. So Brockman and Grabowski put their unorthodox methods together. And then uh, will the case be closed? So here's what I'm just going to say, and I'll go to the next movie. <laughs> just kind of. Byron Allen with a shotgun. Okay, so, moving on. Moving uh, on. <laughs> no, but really, it's it was a TV movie that should have been, that should have, it should have been picked up to a series. Wouldn't it be great to get like 13 to 22 episodes of Case Closed? I mean, I don't know why that didn't happen. It, it's better than most things of this ilk but it you know this was the time of the buddy comedy you know the, the buddy cop comedy i should say yeah so, why they make it I so mean, charles durning and byron allen i mean what a team up it's absolutely amazing well 48 hours is hot you know oh yeah another 48 hours not very good but the first one from what i remember first one's good because yeah it's walter yeah. hill walter well, hill yeah, does, he doesn't disappoint no the second one's walter hill but i think there was some meddling and just not as good yeah, not his fault, but um, but you know, we, Byron people, Allen, you know. Yeah, you gotta watch the way it's, it. We said it's infectious for the viewer. It's just so much fun. Yeah, it's fun. You you just have fun while you're watching it. You know. <laughs> so they're the original odd couple. So like, <laughs> well, we say that about everything, but not for Unger and uh, Oscar. It's he's the original odd couple. But see. <laughs> I think we, I said this in the review that the David Brockman character kind of predates Urkel. Yes, you said that. I mean, he's not as annoying as Urkel, but no. he is sort of like a black nerd. And, right. and that the black nerd character definitely came to the fore with Urkel. And I have to wonder, because this was a t- telefilm, if the makers of Family Matters maybe saw it because they might have been familiar with Byron Allen and they kind of maybe stole that idea I, I, I don't think know. so because he, I, from Family Matters, Urkel wasn't like he was annoying, but he wasn't like supremely annoying until later seasons. And then remember, there's like a remember that one about guns? No, well, that, as, okay, yeah, every, they always had it. Where Urkel gets shot? Or? Okay, so <laughs> Urkel does not get shot. Uh, Urkel shoots somebody. Well, I think Urkel. Here's what happens. I rewatched the episode about five to seven years ago. So what I remember was. Urkel is threatened with a gun. Oh, and he's like, oh no! It's like, it's like, <laughs> did I, did I, are you going to shoot that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. And then he, you know, he takes some Urkelos, and then you know, what happens is, I don't know, there's some gangs, and they, 
the spoiler alert for this episode, they have like a gun buyback program or something uh-huh. in school, and Urkel helps, you know. And see, Hank and Mr. Cooper is a lot more gritty. So uh, and look and up. Fresh Prince of Bel Air didn't. Uh, yes, didn't Carlton have... or Will Smith or um yeah Carlton or Will they someone got shot like at an ATM, and uh, that's that's pretty serious for like a comedy. Well, you know that. They always had these very special episodes. I mean, that goes back quite a ways. Well, this is the early nineties. You know, that's when like you hear about these gangs and like menace society and boys in the hood. Right. right. So they very well, popular. Well, yeah. Right. So we're these wacky sitcoms. Maybe we can do something similar. Maybe um, get some Emmys. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, I do like how you said it, he takes Urkel O's. <laughs> like, he doesn't eat Urkel O's. He takes them he as takes if them, he's yeah. like some sort of like I don't like know a like a drug like, like Popeye. And he, yeah. He um, takes Zirkelos. He takes his Zirkelos, yeah. And also in case closed, there's a theme that sounds very similar to Axel F. Now it's like do 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 do. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that was. But great. anyway, so, if you can watch it, I think it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. I checked a couple months ago. I think it's still on YouTube. So. You should watch it. You know, if you're listening to this, you should watch it. It's just fun, fun, fun. Yeah. And then also, don't forget that playing Dangerous is on YouTube. The, uh, Which version? version. It version. is. This is the yeah. first time hearing of this. I, I, I just been looking yesterday. for that for years. Well, I can't find it. The VHS on US VHS is uh, no, no, but edited. to watch the movie. Always wanted to. So I double check because there's, there's a way you can find the edited version and then also the uncut version. So I saw it. There's you know extra violent bits that are not in it. So we gotta watch it soon. So we're gonna go to our last movie. Okay. Which is, I wonder if you can guess what it is. I, I can't That's guess. impossible. It's Action Jackson, 1988. Oh, oh okay. So, you know, Carl Weathers, Craig T. Nelson, Vanity, Sharon Stone. People have seen this, but it's a classic. Robert Davi, Branscombe Richmond. So, An amazing cast, brilliantly written, acted, directed. This, yeah. it's, I mean, this is just such a classic for a reason. And if people haven't seen this, and why haven't you seen this? The plot is that Carl Willis plays uh, Jericho Action Jackson, and he does not mess around. Oh, uh oh, evil! Uh, <laughs> there's an evil auto magnet, Peter Delaplane, played by Craig D. Nelson, or Coach. <laughs> uh, did you ever watch Coach? I not really. I I was never really interested in Coach or anything sports related. So. I- no, I okay. remember being being on. I might have seen it here and there. I don't know if I've ever seen a full episode. It's like you you like you uh, watch for a second and you just kind of switch the channel. Yeah, it's like for me, it's a show like Evening Shade or you yeah. know. I, I tried know, to watch Matlock, Evening Shade. Uh, I don't know. Matlock has no action. It was just like <laughs> that's a complaint a lot of people have. <laughs> well, first yeah, off, you he's have to like wait ninety. The... <laughs> I mean, how much action do you want? I at least want him to do some punch ups. But uh, okay, he wears the same gosh darn suit, the blue kind of light blue suit. Yeah. And you have to wait for oh, the, the show is about 45 minutes because it's from their 80s and 90s. You have to wait like 28 minutes to see Matlock each episode. You have to wait a long time. Well, you know, you, you delay oh, the, the, well, no, you delay. It's like uh, giving people what they want. It's like when the band like comes on late, it's like, okay. And then the old people cheer oh, okay. when it comes on. It's like <laughs> keeping people in like a pleasant sort of suspense. Like when's he coming? When's Matlock coming? I, the only Matt, like, I used to watch it a little bit because I was trying to find like the grittier episodes, and <laughs> I guess there's one where he's like almost like he gets shot. <laughs> That's not like Urkel, or no, he just like someone's in love with him, and it might be like a like a trap. 
like 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 an erotic thriller esque type of thing. Wow. <laughs> like now, there's two things I never thought I'd hear together: <laughs> erotic thriller and Matlock. Wow. <laughs> well, that's like there, she might be like a only black in the window. 90s. Yeah. Right. No, I get that, and yeah. I think Don Knotts shows up a couple times. Oh, he does. Well, I don't know in that episode, but. Um, Wait, in that show, Dobie Gillis, that was Don, that wasn't Don Knotts, right? He, he was, no, uh, Major that, G. Krebs, the woman. No, that, that's not Knotts, that's, um, okay. that's someone else. Okay, I'll look it up in a second. But yeah, so the plot, yeah, Peter Dalplan is killing off the Auto Workers Alliance members to keep a stranglehold on his power. So, and Dalplan and Jackson have a past. So, and then also, uh, Vanity drops by as, uh, uh, like, Carl Weathers kind of like, Maybe it could be his girlfriend. So as we said here, the golden 80s. Just take a second to pause and reflect about this magical decade. So, you know, we said it's well shot. It's, it was well written. It's funny. And it has that amazing soundtrack. Yeah, oh yeah, the soundtrack's great. The theme song, so, um, I think well, it's about Madam X, is it? Y- yes, and I have, uh, I was listening, I was trying to find the lyrics. I could sing some of the bars. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's time to surrender, surrender, surrender. <laughs> I need action. Do, 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 do. Jackson. And it made me think of. Also, there's also this Craig T. Nelson food. You gotta watch. People need to watch this movie. You know, yeah. the DVD I have is full screen. I think they made a Blu-ray that's finally into widescreen. Oh, I, why do you not own that? I did not know that until the other day. I was doing this research about doing this pod. Well, I, I would like, go oh, over okay. to Amazon after this podcast. Yeah, I will. I have it. some money. So, uh-huh. and I was thinking of. You know, in Acting Jack, they had that music video. Uh, yeah, it has Carl Weathers and Vanity, you know, and the Pointer Sisters, if you remember. He and that's turned in the movie, me yeah. out. Well, it's not in the movie, but they made a separate music video. Oh, okay. Kids. For Acting Jackson. Oh, I'm thinking, but they were filming, like, wasn't there a scene? Filming, like, well, they were filming at the Vanity. pool hall. So they were filming at the same time. Like, they must have been on break from making it or something. But they did they that all this. the time. It's kind of like, in a similar kind of movie, Red Heat, you know, they were like, there's like you know snappy back and forth repartee dialogue in the 80s. I love and, that. And they filmed separate you know the the trailers. Those TV spots. Yeah. So they you know they did that all the time in the 80s. They'd kind of like tie it together. So and I thought okay let me think of some other examples when they have like a music video or connected to the movie and maybe think of Jewel the Nile you know the Billy Ocean Romancing song. the Stone. No, no this is the sequel. Oh. And I remember the Stone. It's Jewel the Nile. So oh. Billy Ocean. Uh, the song is called "When a Tough Get Going." Oh, right, that? right, yes. You know, and then see in the video, it's Billy Ocean. He's singing a song, and you got Michael Douglas and Danny DeVito and Kathleen Turner just singing backup. Right, they're capering around. Yeah, capering around have white suits. It's fun. I, I gotta say, Danny DeVito looks exactly the same in that video than he does now. Oh, well. maybe I know he's you know he's, let's say he's he's kind of a short man. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is that something like I won't say a disease, but it's like. Is that something where he, just, he doesn't really age? Well, exactly you know, short, short men don't age. You know, it's kind of like white men can't jump, you know. It's, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, How does he look exactly as he does not? He just I don't know. I, I don't know. And and, and another one is uh, Highlander with um, uh, Who Wants to Live Forever. And isn't Christopher Lambert in the video? The yes. Queen video? Yeah. And then I have another example, which we mentioned the other day, which was Sweet Freedom uh, by Michael McDonald and uh, Running Scared. Oh, Sandra. yes. Running Scared. Yeah. You know. And uh, Billy Crystal and uh, Gregory Hines are in the video. Can't be free. <laughs> and then we're keeping the spirit alive all well, night long. <laughs> you you so, did say there would be singing. I promise, because I wrote this down to make sure I can remember. So, Action Jackson, if you haven't seen it, watch it right away. 
And it's now awesome. you have no excuse if there's a there's a widescreen Blu-ray. If you haven't seen it, see it again. You know, watch it again. I might watch it again. I need to get the right copy. I'm sick of my full screen. Oh, I, I, I would get laser. rid of that full screen. No, get rid of the full screen. Uh, it, the laser is full screen. Ah. It's, it's like, okay, let me get this. I need to get a gosh on widescreen. I, I'm tired of it. I mean, it probably looks great in widescreen. I guess I've never seen it in widescreen then because I've only ever seen yeah. the home versions. So I was very excited. It said 16 by 9 widescreen. That's not nerdy, but it's like no, no. I, I mean, that's what you want, right? I, mean, I didn't want to say full screen. I wanted to see what, one dot dot three three one. <laughs> no, no, you don't want one three three unless something's yeah. shot that way. You know, then right. that's different. You know, but I just don't uh, understand that. If you have a DVD format, you gotta go widescreen. You know, it's just like Fair Game, the Billy Baldwin one. Yeah, and, and Money Train. Yeah. Money Train. Yeah, I think they finally did Money Train in widescreen. Well, now they did, but in the DVD era, they didn't. No, the original DVD did not. It was full screen presentation. <laughs> so, I mean, at least to give people the option, you know. Yeah, I like when yeah, giving the option. Don't just stick you with full screen. I mean, but, I would never choose full screen, but I mean, if you're gonna do it, just really do you know have it be double sided or whatever you want, but just you know do it right. So that's uh, my list for 1988 for the site. Okay, so, well, uh, I assume there are others. Oh, there's a bunch, but. Um, I just pick those. Okay, well, so. we could, if you know, we could always do 1988 Part 2. Or, you know, if, if you don't think we have enough, it would be interesting. It's, then we just go into 1989, like in the same episode. So we finish 1988 and go into 89. I don't know. It's a just good idea. Off the top of my head. I mean, I can do a quick extra look. Oh, there was White Force. I didn't mention that one. Night Wars. LA Crackdown 2. But I had to pick LA. Or Fast Gun. I almost picked that one. Well, now you're, now you're giving away yeah. the episode. Well, because no, but we, maybe I say those, maybe I won't. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but there was there were a lot of choices, like twenty five plus choices to choose from. So we could do a part two. All right. Well, maybe we will one day. So now I guess I uh, gotta have some plugs. Um, okay. So Ty come up and on the Twitter, or I guess they changed the name now to X. What? Did Blackwater do the same thing? <laughs> well, that's a, a fantastic mercenary team. Or allegedly. And uh, then, but then they changed Twitter to X, what Elon Musk did like a couple weeks ago. I, I don't get it. And then, so how do you uh, get to it? You go to X.com? You know, that's really, I think you can still go on Twitter because when I set up these reviews and stuff, I just click the Twitter thing on the desktop. So you can still click that. Okay. You must I, have both. I don't get it's it. Highfalutin technology is beyond, it's beyond me. Uh, it just stick to our Garfield phone, you know? Well, that's so. all I want to do. <laughs> Hey, what was that phone from the 90s where it was like inside out? Remember that? It, it wasn't this? inside out. It was clear. It was clear. Oh, okay. I think that's what you, so it's like it's the same phone that you – and sometimes it might have had a neon Yeah, it was neon or pink and yellow and green. Yeah, a lot of girls had that, I think. Yeah, or you know. they, then they played that dream phone or whatever. What? You mean mystery date? Or, Wait, uh, or a, what's that mall game? Mall Madness. Mall Madness, yeah. Mall Madness. I think there was one called Dream Phone. I'm not sure. Uh, I um, know what you're talking about. I think there was a game that involved the phone. Yeah, because, um, you know, we all love the phone. You know, look at Blondie. I call me and hanging by the telephone. Right, you know, right. Like, well, I mean, she loved you know, the phone. In, a, in, a, in a pre-internet world, and that was before pagers, before car phones. <laughs> all, the, all we had were landline phones. So That's true. Know. And Or, I guess, you get the uh, telephone. Okay, now I forgot. Telephone on the streets. You know, it's like a pay phone, pay, 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 pay phone. <laughs> but it's still, it's still a landline phone, though. Yeah, I mean. that's true. That's all we had, you know. And that's what. Then would you want to go back to that? I don't know. You know, we had this fancy technology. You know, um, but, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. It's you tricky. can't go back, but I mean, 
I, I'd be fine with it, but I mean, the world would probably blow up. Like, you know, if, oh, yeah, if for, sure for some that. reason, like we all had to turn in our cell phones and <laughs> oh my goodness, we had to like stop using cell phones. Like what would happen? There'd be murders in the streets. I mean, oh, it would be riots. total chaos. Yeah. Absolute riots. Forget riots for like political reasons. If we had to get rid of our cell phones, people would go nuts. I would go nuts. I can't play my Tomb Blast. That'd be crazy. <laughs> So, hey, so, but back to oh, the right, plug. plugs. Oh, yeah, Tech Come Up is on Twitter or X. Yeah. And uh, views.net is the website, which is also on Facebook under that name. And Tie Action Rocks is my Instagram handle. I posted under suspicion Morgan Freeman and Gene Hackman. Oh. Well, it's Wednesday, you know. <laughs> I know, <laughs> so, you don't do your A material on Wednesday. I usually do it on the weekends. So, whatever I have, you know, and then um, it's an okay movie. That's about it. I mean, the thing is, I've never seen the movie, but the thing is, you know, it's a later, it's it's not like it has awesome box art or anything. No, it's boring box art. It's Gene Hackman face, Morgan Freeman face, and I think Monica Bellucci face. And it says under suspicion. Yeah, so. I mean, it's a movie you watch. It's kind of a movie on screen. It's not like my jury where it's just. (laughs) You're stealing my jury. Yeah. (laughs) Or that's a decent movie, I guess. I mean. Gene Hackman, I guess he's retired. You know, he's he's over ninety years old now. I wow. looked up the other day. I think he's ninety-two. Maybe he'll come back. You never know. But he says that he doesn't want to come back. He says he I mean, he's ninety-two. I mean, what more do you want from the guy? Yeah, he made a lot of movies in the two thousands that you can enjoy. You know, it's like he had Heist and all those other ones, and Roll Ten of Bombs and Behind Enemy Lines. So he made all those in like around the same time frame. So you get a lot of Hackman, but. That's it for the plugs. <laughs> yeah, and that's it for the episode. So uh, that that's it. Thanks for yeah. listening. Thanks to all the Muppins for Warriors. Oh yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and, oh, yeah, the Warriors. I said I have a list. I, cause I well, remember. not yet. Maybe next oh, time. Uh, Dave's VHS, uh, Fount Man, mm-hmm. uh, the Connoisseur, Mitch, and uh, Will from Exploding Helicopter. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. a good list off the top yeah. of your head. Yep. And uh, with that, I will say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hooah! Roses are red. You are dead. Violets are blue. I'm gonna shoot you.